to prayers for your day. <laughs> this is Danita, and today is Tuesday. I had to think about it. August the 31st, 2021. As always, I give thanks to God for you, for what he is doing in your life and in the lives of your loved ones, the people, places, and things that he has divinely connected all of us to for such a time as this. It's always an honor, a blessing, and a privilege that I get the opportunity to pray with you and for you Monday through Friday between the hour of 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. As I say, if for whatever reason you don't hear me that day, please pray for me. I am in need of your prayers. We need to pray for one another, especially in times like these. And then we need to pray for one another. We need to pre-pray for one another because we never know how somebody's day is going to end. We may know that you may start off with a smile. We may start off with a smile on our face, but somebody started off with a smile on their face on yesterday but went to bed crying. And so it is important for us to lift one another up in prayer to encourage one another. Why? Because God tells us to. He says encourage one another in the Lord. He says to pray for one another. So that those are our directions from the Bible. And when you encourage someone else and when you pray for someone else, you better believe that God is not going to leave you out. He's going to have someone to come and encourage and pray for you. On today, we are going to be coming out of the book of Ephesians. Um, you know, I always talk about you version. So I'll start with you version often. Um, that's how I begin my day with that verse. And I will listen to the chapter. I will read the chapter. Um, so today, this morning, as I read the you the version scripture for the day, um, I just started with Ephesians 1, prayed it, I mean, played it, played it all the way through, and then it um, just naturally went into the book of Colossians. And so as I was listening to the book of Ephesians, it just kind of like, that's maybe that's what we need to do. Maybe that's where we just need to be because it is so packed <clears throat> with practical uh, tips, like practical tips, and it reminds us why we are here, how God sees us. And so when we go to uh, Ephesians chapter 1, even when we start with verse 3, 4, and 5, it says, Praise be to, to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. See, sometimes we just got to meditate on the word. It says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realm with every spiritual blessing. That means all the spiritual blessings that you can have, you already have it. You already have it in the heavenly that's why the Lord's Prayer says, let it be in earth as it is in heaven. So if you already have the spiritual blessings, you've already been blessed with those things in heaven, then we need to pray those spiritual blessings over your life here 
anything. It's already been given to you. Then verse 4 says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world. So before the creation, when the Bible says in the beginning, God created. Well, guess what? He chose you and me before the creation of the world. Ooh, I get it. Mm. Before the creation of the world. Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, God created. But he chose us, you and me, in him. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world. In the beginning, God created. Even before Genesis, we were already chosen to be in him. Even before Genesis, we were already chosen to be in him. For he chose us before the creation of the world, before Genesis chapter 1. We were already chosen to be in him. He already marked each and every one of us. Every person under the sound of my voice was already marked before Genesis chapter 1. Before Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. Before the creation of the world, before he said, let there be light, there was light. <laughs> Woo! Before his face was upon the waters, he chose us. I hope you get excited about that on this morning. I hope that resonates in your spirit that no matter what you might be going through, God chose you. Before Genesis 1, verse 1, ah, before Genesis, you were already chosen. You were already marked. He had already decided that he was going to be crazy about you. He had already decided that he was going to be the lover of your soul. He already made up his mind about you before creation. But it says, before the creation of the world, to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. And I'm going to stop right there. I need y'all to go back and read Ephesians 1 and read verse 3, verse 4, verse 5, verse 6, verse 7, and verse 8. Read verses 3 through 8 and meditate on that. Meditate on that because before Genesis 1, verse 1, God had already chose us 
before everything else, before he created everything else, he already knew about you. He knew that you would be listening to me pray on today or whenever you listen to this. But he chose us to be holy and blameless in his sight. So not only were you chosen, he didn't just choose you, but he chose you to be holy and blameless in his sight, in love, in love, in love, in love, because God is love. And he's not the, I've never experienced a love like God's. Probably the closest love people will say that you will experience like the love of God will probably be the love of a, of a parent. And I'm not even going to say, you know, it, it could be a mother, it could be a father, it could be adopted, an adopted parent, could be a grandmother who stepped in. But whatever it may be, know that it's hard to find the love like God. And every now and then, people will get lucky when they get married. And I'm not going to say lucky, but people will follow uh, the Bible in terms of loving your partner, in terms of agape love, as Christ loved the church, men love your wives, as Christ loved the church. And sometimes men and women will find a spouse that will truly love them as God loves them. And that is unconditionally. That doesn't mean that God doesn't get upset with us. We know God gets up. We know we know that that God, you know, can can get upset with us. He we know he can get upset with his people. So that doesn't mean that there's a, that you'll find a spouse that won't get upset with you. You know, there doesn't there doesn't it doesn't mean that you won't find a spouse that doesn't correct you. But I'm talking about finding a spouse that loves you unconditionally. So it says here, in love he predestined us for adoption to sonship. See, the Bible says first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. It also tells us that we've been engrafted in. We've been adopted. And so when you are adopted into a family, same rules apply. The same rules apply to the biological children as well as to the adopted children. But it's something, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, it's something about being adopted. See, when you are a biological, uh, 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 when a parent has a biological child, they don't have a choice, so to speak. You get what you get. As, as as little kids used to say, you get what you get and don't have a fit. My little girls used to say that uh, in preschool. You get what you get and you don't have a fit, meaning whatever it is that they were served for breakfast or lunch or, or whatever it is, they were playing games or whatever, and you wanted this color and you got that color, you get what you get and you don't have a fit. So when you have biological children, you get what you get and you don't have a fit. You don't know how your biological children are going to come out. You don't know if they're going to take after you. You don't know if they're going to take after uh, Grandpa. You don't, you don't know what's going on, but you just know that they belong to you. So however you get them, so to speak, they're yours. They belong to you. And you got to deal with it. But you hear often adopted parents 
will tell their children because sometimes children get upset and they go through different things uh, and turmoil and all of that. They go through different things because they feel like, um, you know, whatever, their biological parents didn't want them. And you will often hear adopted children or adopted parents say, but I chose you. Here's the difference. I chose you. I chose you. I, you know, adopted parents, they, I don't know how they, they, they go about it. I don't know if they looked at pictures, and I don't want to, you know, assume. I can only tell you what I've seen on, on TV, but I do know people who have, have adopted children, so I take that back. But, you know, there are usually some pictures, or sometimes if they go out of the country, because I have two friends who have adopted children outside, no, three, who have adopted children outside of the country, they actually get to go to some of these um, uh, foster care, so to speak, homes in other countries. But, see, when you are adopted in, right, you're chosen. You're chosen. And so the Bible tells us that he predestined us for adoption, meaning he chose us. <laughs> See, he chose us. There was something about you that God loved, that God loved. There was something about you, and there is something about you that God saw worthy to be his child, to be his son, to be his daughter. There is something about you that you don't even see in yourself that you didn't know that you had it deep down on the inside, but God knew why. Because before creation, <laughs> he called you to be holy and blameless before creation. But it says that it was in accordance to sonship through Jesus Christ, through Jesus Christ, through Jesus Christ, through Jesus Christ. It was in accordance to his pleasure and to his will. See, God didn't just say, oh, he's cute, she's cute. I'm going to do all of this for my pleasure. Mm-mm. Because you may not always be cute. See, you know, have you heard the saying that God doesn't like ugly and he's not too fond of cute? So, see, for his pleasure, a lot of times we choose things for our pleasure, because we want to have fun, it's cute, it's nice, right? But see, sometimes, even for your pleasure, that thing that you thought was cute, that thing that you thought was nice, right, that thing that you thought was all that and a bag of chips, whatever it is for your pleasure, it gets old. But the Bible says he chose us for his pleasure and for his will. Meaning, even when we walk away from him, he still has a purpose for us. Even when we say, no, God, I ain't doing that, he still has a purpose for us. Even when we totally give ourselves over to the flesh, he still has a purpose for us, for his pleasure and his will. It wasn't just for his pleasure. Because he knew that sometimes we was going to be raggedy. The Bible says even our best is but filthy rags unto him. That's you, me, and everybody else. 
so he had to have pleasure and purpose for us. Pleasure and purpose before creation. Hallelujah. To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us. By grace, we are saved. Hallelujah. I'm excited about this word. See, there's something about, even when you can't read the word, when you can hear the word. Why? Because faith, faith goes by hearing. And what? Hearing the word of God. Sometimes you just got to chew on it. Sometimes you just got to meditate on it. Woo! Sometimes you just got to let it stir in your spirit. And I intended to pray, but this word today, whoo, Ephesians 1, 3 through 8, know that before, see that right there, before creation, before, and I just keep saying before Genesis 1 and 1, before creation, before he said in the beginning, God created, he had already chose us. That's something to be excited excited about today, and some of us may be overwhelmed, and some of us may be anxious, and some of us may not know how situations are going to turn out. You got to know that before creation, you were chosen to be holy and blameless. Before creation, you were made for his pleasure and for his will. Pleasure and purpose is all over you, not for you, but for God, not for you, but for God, not for you, but for God, not for everybody to say, look what you're doing and your accolades, Mm-mm. that's for God's pleasure and for his will. That's for God's pleasure and for his will. You can enjoy it, but it ain't for you. You can enjoy it, but it's not for you. It was before creation, everything that he said about you. It was before creation, everything that he desires to do in your life. It was before creation, your spiritual gifts and blessings. You already have them. And it just reinforces the word of God that he has given us everything according to life and godliness. He blessed us, blessed E.D., past tense. It's already yours. It's already yours. It's already yours before Creation, it's already yours. I need somebody to walk in that. I need somebody to feel that. I need somebody to understand that, to acknowledge it, to know it. Uh, I love you all. God bless you. I pray that this word blesses you. Share this with somebody who doesn't know who they are. Share this with somebody who doesn't know how how they came to be and let them know they belong to God. They belong to God in every way. Have an awesome day. Bye.
Bye-bye.